Welcome to the Built Different Podcast, where we get to talk to agents on a day-to-day basis about what's working, what's not working. And I'm your host, Will May, team leader and real estate coach at Keller Rooms Greater Omaha. I am so pumped to have Emily Greco on the podcast today, who I'm fortunate to say is part of our organization and has become a friend of mine, and I'm appreciative of you giving me the time today. Thanks. Glad to be here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. And I gave you all the prep for this episode, so you're ready to rock and roll. So much prep. (laughs) Um, We're going to start off with a couple questions we ask everybody, and then we're going to let the conversation take us where it will. Deal? Sounds great. Okay. Um, So first question we got is, if you could write a book today, Emily Greco, what would you write about? If I could write a book today, I would write um, The Guide and the Fight to Preventing um, Pregnancy Loss Before It Happens. Mm. It's deep. It is deep. means something to you, too. It does. Yeah. Okay. Transition, because I've gotten really good at these transitions from a deep question <laughs> to real estate, is um, what is the biggest misconception of, you know, being a realtor, having a life, being a mom, all that stuff? What's the biggest misconception of being a realtor? Um, the biggest misconception of being a realtor, I would say, I would say is probably the fact that people expect it to be kind of easy money and the most flexible schedule you can have essentially, but there's nothing that can be flexible um, when your income, your job, your career is based on other people, customer service. Yeah. It's interesting. So we've heard that answer so many times. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's not as easy as it looks. Like maybe we see social media or watch um, TV shows, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's almost like we get in for flexibility and then there's like this one to three year sprint where you have to hustle and it's like, you have no flexibility because the job kind of controls you. And then some people figure it out with systems and structure and teams and different things like that to get their leverage back. Yeah, I would say leverage is one way to get it. Um, I think a lot of people get into real estate because they feel that it's going to be an easy side job. And I, for five, six years, I used it as, a, a, I wouldn't say a side hustle, but a side income. I had a full-time job, more than full-time. and. I mean, I, essentially, I regret it. Regret is a loose term because there's nothing you can change from regret. But I would say that there's, if you're going to do something, like give it your all. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely something I struggle with. But I gave my all to my other job and didn't focus on real estate and didn't grow it. And then when I had children, they are my focus. And so real estate is still my main everything, but I can't give it my 100% all. And if you truly want, to have the financial freedom, then you need to give real estate your all, you're right, for the one to three years. Um, and and then it can become flexible if you do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, As a mom, I think a lot of people see it, hey, how can I do this? I'm, I spend a lot of time in school pickup and I don't know how you can do it that way. Yes, it can be flexible, but it can only be flexible if it's something that you don't need to be huge, yeah. I would say. And you have to find and create structure. There's yeah. a whole That's a whole conversation that I think we can probably get into, but it takes so much effort to build a business structure. Correct. There are limits if you need to give the business limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, last question before we just you know open it up. Probably go back to that conversation. Probably. Uh, Current state of the market. How are you feeling? What do you? What's your sense of what's happening in the market right now? Um, current state of the market is as it always is. I think, regardless of 
the, 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 the variables that actually change, interest rates, home prices, whatever else you want to call it. Um, I think everyone has their reason for when is the right time for them to buy or sell. And I think that is the, the, the biggest dysfunction with people's opinions and discussions of the current state of the market, that the right time to buy or sell is when it's the right time for you. Yeah. And buyers getting into the market, um, maybe afraid of interest rates or different reasons, yeah. but we've got to take them to the end goal, right? Are you selling this next year? Are you selling this in three years, 10 years? That's truly what we have to be looking at, not just what's happening today. Yeah, everyone has their end goal. Um, and it's just our job to help advise them to when we can help them get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay. So you have so many great relationships in this business. Everybody knows you. You know pretty much everybody in some capacity. And you're always spoke about in a good light. So tell me, what's it take to, to build a uh, really solid and good reputation? Honest. Honesty. Mm -hmm. I am not fake. I... I'm not a people pleaser. I'm very blunt and honest, and I don't paint a pretty picture if I can't. And I do that both with clients and people, but it's all about honesty. Um, I, I try not to be super vulnerable, but I just, there's, I don't know why lie. It's going to come back to bite you in the butt at some point in time. But I think if you're honest to yourself first, um, and of course I try to hide my own problems from myself, but if you're honest, then there's no reason someone wouldn't want to work with you. Someone wouldn't want to be around you. Yeah. I know that's a huge thing to me, honesty. Yeah, that's big. And it, it shows in, in the relationships you have in our yeah. industry, right? Um, you're very trusted, so. Thanks. I good... try. Loyalty is huge. Yeah. Um, with building that reputation, um, take me back a, maybe a year, two, three years back. Like, you did some flips, selling some real estate, mm -hmm. working, being a mom. Like, how, what was life like then versus now? Have you changed mindset at all? Oh man, let's see. So a couple years ago, I wanted to find other ways to create income, which has not changed. However, I would say I was probably in a way where I started, I wanted to have the, the quicker fix, the, the flips, the let's buy something, flip it and make money now. And honestly, I mean, I loved it. It was so much fun. It was creating more purpose because a lot of real estate work is undefinitive. Um, but it, it was a distraction. It, yes, there are so many different ways to make money, especially in this new world that we live in. But if you focus on one thing, you will be great at it, regardless if you start out good or not. And it was a distraction from growing my real estate business. Um, and that is definitely something my mindset's on now. Mm. I, 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 I'll happily flip. It's so much fun. I love it. Even if you make, I mean, as long as you don't lose money, it's okay. But I think if you want to be successful in real estate, you have to focus at it. If you want to be successful in anything, you have to focus at it. You can't, you should only have a side hustle if what you're currently doing isn't your dream, isn't your end goal. Like, I don't know why you would want to have a different, career path if you like what you're doing and you're not at your peak yet. Like, why wouldn't you keep going? Yeah, so important. And being able to, you know, wrap that all up into life too, because that's your main focus, right? It's the kiddos, um, as you said before. So like, you got to find something that you can balance. We try to say balance, but like go back and forth on. Um, and I think in the real estate world, oftentimes 
real estate takes over everything. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, cause it doesn't stop. Right. And everybody needs something from you. Um, have you had troubles with that in the past or how have you kind of managed that? Yeah, I would say relationships definitely take over everything. Um, and it's setting boundaries is huge. It's something I've never been good at. I'm a yes person. I say yes to everybody. That's why you're here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly why I'm here. Um, I, I've never been able to set, I guess I have set boundaries at the beginning. So I have on my team, it's myself and a, a showing, you can call her a showing assistant, a showing agent, however you want to put it. Um, she shows houses. That is her one thing. That is, she's amazing at it. She's great. And we are a complete team. We do it all together. Um, and that is a big one where I, no one is waiting on us to see a home according to our availability. And that is a big one where I set the expectations at the beginning. I tell them, I might be showing you the home, but most likely it's going to be her. Um, and they understand that. And now the other issue is that I do not set the, or I somewhat set the expectation about the text messaging. That's always been my problem is that I'm always available. And I, I tell people that, and that's a good sales pitch until it's not, um, you, you can be always available when it's, and you can say when it's urgent, but what is their description of urgent? I would say that is definitely something I struggle with is when to not respond to people. And that is both work and personal. I feel that I am not letting any of my three tiers fall, you know, family, friendships, work, and it's okay to not respond to people at nine o'clock PM. And that's, sure. that's definitely something I really struggle with. And I think you just have to decide where you're going to set your boundaries and stick with them. How would, how would you set that boundary of like family time is in the evening or I'm not answering after nine? Yeah, I've kind of thought that way. Um, I always tell people, I go, I am available 24 seven when it is going to either lose you the home or get you the home. If that makes sense. It's when we're in the midst of negotiating a deal, when it's actually time urgent, um, I'm always available. I stay up late. I will be up however. Um, and I'm on my phone and I tell people, go, you can call always. Um, if I don't answer, I will call you back when I can. I haven't set an exact time yet. I just, I tell people that there is, I'm trying to think how you would actually go about it. No, that's, a, that's a tough one. What you're saying is really good, right? Well, I always ask you that because you say, I know how to give everybody advice. Sometimes I just have a hard time implementing it. So maybe you verbalize it, I'm picturing it, myself, right? yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, um, you said something really important that we all have, we all think like maybe it's a time that we need to cut it off or I have family time during these hours, but you said something that not everything's time sensitive, mm -hmm. right? And for our clients or other agents in the industry, whatever they want is time sensitive at that time. So I think determining what's time sensitive and not, and then helping folks understand when we're under contract, not everything has to be done in the next six minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other biggest thing is that when I always ask them, when are you available to show? When are you available to talk? What is your availability? And the, I, 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 excellent. I write it down and I think a good response that I should work on and others should use. Fantastic. This is mine. And then it kind of yeah. elaborate and go into yours. That's good. Yeah. So I mean, setting expectations is huge. Having the expectation conversation beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, you sell anywhere from, I don't know, 15, 20 to 25 houses a year, which is pretty good. Very good. And you're very hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. Why do you think so? It's my saboteur. Um, my, if you've never taken, I think it's like nine saboteurs. What, what is your reason? What do you do to yourself to make it so you can't be successful? Um, 
and I am, I have two like super high ones. One is a high achiever and one I think is called the challenger or the controller. Um, so, and all of this steeped to your childhood, whether you had, everyone has something. It, it, what made you the way you were? Now, I personally have some other things that happened in my life that formed the way I am, but it's still, a lot of things started back the way you were a child. Um, and my parents are amazing. I had a great childhood. Don't, and they're fantastic. I literally live on their laps right now, basically. But um, when I, as the controller, I, I read about it and that it says that I control the situation so people don't see my vulnerabilities. Um, I think if I don't control it, then it'll be out of control and I, no one else will be able to do it. Um, and so if, if, if I'm in the lead, then it's going to go the way I want it to, which of course is not how it works, but that's one of those things. Um, and when you look at your childhood, when it comes to that, people usually think it's because now some people might have a, a more traumatic one, but mine was, I just didn't have a lot of direction and I, I became independent that way. You know, I was the youngest child. They cared a little less what I did because they were over by that point, which I totally get with all my children. But I just, and I think as I, I stole the independence, I wanted to be that way. And so I was like, I'm going to go this way. And the high achiever is um, that I'm so hard on myself because I never feel that I am as successful as I should be. I, I don't dwell on the past, but yet I, sometimes people are comparing themselves to others, which I somewhat do, but I'm more comparing myself to the self that I think I should be. So for example, had I done this, I'd be more successful now. Or if I, I, I sh I'm not where I feel I should be. And I don't think I ever will be, um, which is very unfortunate. But when it comes to high achievers, people think, oh, that's great. Like you're always, always, always achieving. But it's at some point, like it's not called settling. It's, it's, it's embracing where you are. Yeah. And where that one comes from is actually really cool. It's just my parents are amazing and they think success also creates the, the benefits and it absolutely does because the life I want to live, I need to be successful to get to that. And then that completely makes sense, but sometimes it's okay to, to, to take it in, to breathe it in. But I'm hard on myself because I, I know I can do better. Um, I think last year was probably the year I sold the most houses. It was 30 something, but I, I, I always chalked it up to, oh, well, some of them were my houses, some of them were my flips. Like, did it really count type of thing? And it's both good and bad. It's my saboteur. It, it makes it so I feel I'm not successful enough. I feel I'm not doing good enough. But it also strives me to do better. Yeah, I, I struggle with that same thing. So the reason I ask is you're very vocal about it. Um, and I was my next question was, do you think it serves you? And I think it does and it doesn't. I think it doesn't mostly right now, but I think it will. And I think the fact, if anyone can become aware of, sounds bad, like what are my issues? What are my problems I need to fix? Why am I the way I am? Is the best way to move forward. Regardless if you know the answers to it, I think you being aware of what's going on with you, being empathetic towards others and understanding yourself and seeing other points of view is the only way you're going to do anything. So I don't know if it's necessarily beneficial to me yet, but I, I really believe it will be at yeah. some point. No, first it's always pushing you. Yeah. Because if you're hard on yourself, right, it becomes um, you start accomplishing more things. Mm -hmm. The problem is like what you said, you don't enjoy the process sometimes. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm not enjoying where I'm at right now, which is 
a really big struggle with me, for me with the age of my children. I, I'm, I'm constantly pulled in different directions. I, I'm happy with my kids, but I feel like I should be doing more at work. When I'm at work, I'm not with my, you know. Yeah. So it's, and that's the problem of any parent, mother, someone working, they have something else. I just, I don't know. I hope, I hope I can figure it out and master it, I guess, yeah. sometimes. Well, you, the first step of it is becoming aware, mm -hmm. like you said. So how did you start to become aware of that? Um, I, I always knew that, but it sounds silly. Like some of those, the, the tests, the, the, what are they called? The, the things that help you kind of see who you are. Like personality um, tests. Dis yeah. Some things. of them are silly. Some of them are very vague, but I think doing them and reading them is one thing, but then like continue your research and, and open your eyes to see that you are not your problem. The way you are has zero to do with how you chose to be because Something as a child shaped you to the way you were. It's just where are you going to take that and how is that going to affect your life? You mm -hmm. choose what to do with the things that were given to you. Yep. And so you just have to move it. And anything that makes you you and say you think it's an issue, don't let it affect other people. Like it should affect you and you can choose where to go with that. So, so interesting. So I was listening to a podcast this week. Um, Michael Singer, who I know you love. Um, and it, he talks about navigating the oceans of life and you're the sailboat. Okay. You don't control the wind and the waves. Mm -mm. We want to. We think we do. You just control where the sail goes and your rudder. Mm -hmm. So most people don't have a very clear destination. And so they look at anything to their left and to the right, and they're changing everything by the minute because they think they're controlling the entire world, right? Right. You only control the moment, and you have some effort there, but you can't control the entire thing. You can just control the two things you have you know, your hands on, right? Yeah. I think that's, and I think that's kind of like the process of becoming okay and finding joy in the process. Yeah. Do you feel like you've gotten better at that? Somewhat, somewhat. So my, the, the biggest, the two things that everyone thinks about when it comes to anything is there's, there, it sounds weird. There's depression and there's anxiety. And like, I know that seems like a black and white thing. I'm very gray area type of person. I'm, very little to me is black and white, but so depression, they seem similar. They might coincide. They might seem completely different to some people. Depression is you look at the past. Anxiety is the future, things you haven't seen. And there needs to be a middle. Um, and I don't know what type of utopia that world is. But <laughs> I, I think my biggest issue is the anxiety. I look at the future and I see, you know, I pivot. You do the end point and I just, I don't know. I don't know the answer to it, but I, I, I think I am getting better. Mm -hmm. Um I think becoming aware is, is huge. I can just tell. like stopping yourself from doing whatever you were doing. Yeah. And I'm not trying to cut you off. I can tell from meeting you to now, you have much better grip in terms of like what your thoughts are, where you're heading, mm -hmm. what you're, even your schedule and what your day looks like. I feel like maybe you don't feel like that, but I feel like you're making much more progress there. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that for sure. How have you done that? Personally, I had to choose to do it myself. I'm not someone that if, if someone tells me to do something, I'm like, okay, like it's just not some, I don't listen to others. I don't base it off of what people are telling me to do. I think you have to wait. It's like when you have to wait till you hit your rock bottom. You have to wait till it, it is your time to actually accept and embrace what needs to be done. And I don't know what that was for me, to be honest with you. Um, I think I'm just like realizing it's, it's time to, get my act together yeah. to choose priorities, but not choose just one. And that's a big struggle for me. Yeah. Um, direction with where you're going. Where is 
your business going? Where are you heading? What's the end goal for you? The end goal has changed somewhat over time, and I think it'll continuously change and adapt because that's what this world is. But my direction, my path, my everything, and it's it's really become has been coming to light to me is, is guidance for people. I want to help others that need help doing whatever it is, choosing whether they are ready to buy or sell, choosing whatever their path is, even if it's not real estate related. I I want to help guide and advise them. Um, and I, I think that is a good way to, to grow your business, I guess, regardless of what that business is. Um, angle, I don't know. I think that is forever changing. Yeah. Um, my angle is to help people while si- simultaneously helping myself and my family grow and adapt. Yeah, we talked about it this morning, right? It's the difference of um, looking at a group of people or your sphere or your database, whatever you want to call it, right? And trying to get something from them versus serve them. Absolutely. Bring them value. Yeah. How do you bring value? I, I, my value, I would say, is I am there to assist them with whatever they need. Um, some people don't see it as that. That's, that's a big dysfunction in real estate world. They assume we're just trying to sell to them or the first, the first defense is I'm not ready to sell my house. Cool. Neither am I. I, what else do you need? There's always something you need. I need advice. I need help asking people what provides them value. Um, and I, I, I want to offer my advice, my contractors, my help. Um, and in return, I hope they share my information with people so I can help them as well. Yeah. I think the, you, you hit on something good. Um, our programs, our vendor programs, our knowledge, our expertise is in advising. 100%. Absolutely. I think people forget that. I think a lot, uh, I guess back to the very beginning, the a big misconception in real estate for realtors um, for people is that they they think it's about selling houses and that is far mm-hmm. from it. Um, this is marketing, customer service, um, helping people in yep. some way, shape or form. Yep. And you just choose how much, how often and how helpful you want to be. Um, and those are the good agents versus the bad. Nail it. That's exactly it. Um, if you're giving advice to an agent that's in their first year, year, two years, that wanted to create some sense of longevity, some success in this industry. What's like a couple things you'd have them do in their first year? Um, a couple things I would say is if you want this to be something, don't put it on the sideline or at least not too much. Um, and honestly, don't have a backfall. If you have another job, if you have something like a what, cushion security, lose it. Burn, um, Burn the boats. Yeah, need, need this. Because if you need it, you'll make it happen. If you need anything, you'll make it happen. Um, it's like if you're a mom, anything thrown at you, if you're a parent, whatever, you, you can handle it. You learn to handle it. So if you have to take care of something, you can handle it. And so I would say definitely just make this it in some way, shape, or form. Um, another thing is don't just follow it transactionally. I did that for a while, and I, I know I didn't give my clients everything I could. Um, I didn't follow up with them. I just chased the next transaction and just stop. I know you need the money, but if you do the right thing and you do it all correctly, that money will come. Like it, if you open yourself up to embracing and accepting what's going to come and you continue to work for it, it will come. Just they're not transactions. They're people. And I think that is so huge. And the second someone understands that, that we are here to help people, we're not here to sell houses, then they will be successful and just prioritize that and make it happen and understand it. Just 
treat people like people. Yeah, that's big. And, and like you said before, provide value, service, all that yeah. stuff is inside of that, that one thing. So um, since you've come here, been a part of the KW family, um, I've seen you like become much more comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Like, like I know, know I need to do this and I'm going to just take one step and do it right now. Um, that's like a, a learned habit. So it's probably taken some time to get to be comfortable with. Um, why did you do that? Like, what was it that made you be like, you know what, I don't like scripts, I'm gonna go to scripts. I don't wanna do coaching, I'm gonna make sure I show up to coaching. I think it comes, it's, it's, it's choosing your hard. Now I still choose the, the wrong difficulty sometimes, but I think you, it, it, comes, the, it comes back to it. The first step is acceptance. You know you need to do something. At some point you just have to do it. Um, I thought coming to scripts was silly and uncomfortable. And I, it was at, at, if you're in the wrong place. Like I came here, I'm with the right people. And I actually was bad at scripts. And I'm still not amazing at it, but I am getting better. And I see it. I, saw, I started seeing that the first couple days. Mm -hmm. And scripts seem so silly. It's like, why would an agent who's been licensed for eight years go to that? Like, well, they're probably doing something wrong. Like everyone, no one's perfect. This business is wildly growing, always changing. And that is really hard for me. I've always wanted to be like the best at what I do. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can actually be the best in this business because there's just so many different bests, yeah. I guess. But I think you just have to, Choose the things you want to be good at. Be aware of what you need to work on and accept it. Yeah. And do it. And yeah, it, choose your hard. Some things are going to be uncomfortable. Um, there's still things I choose not to do, but you got to do some of them. Got to do something for sure. And then over time, those little steps become you know a lot more momentum. And then mm -hmm. businesses really are built on momentum and processes and systems. So I think that's what you're kind of seeing happen over the last year. What's, yeah. it, what's it going to take for an agent to succeed in a market that's decreasing in units over the next couple of years? Like, what is it that they should be focusing on? Um, I think all agents are different depending on who you know, what you do, and what you're good at. Um, I think if you absolutely hate open houses, you don't have to do them. There's other ways to figure it out. If you absolutely hate something, don't do it. Like, that's the cool thing about this business. Like, you can choose your success story. Um, for me, it is my, my, my sphere, the people I know, um, you need to stay in, in touch with them. You need to get in front of people that you already know. That is a huge one. Um, just staying with people you already know or finding new people to know and mm -hmm. then staying in front of them. Um, you can go somewhere and know nobody and still grow, be together, but be genuine, be honest, offer, value in some way, shape, or form. And like I said, stop treating it transactionally. Um, the agents that treat things transactionally, even if they have a few years more than other agents, they, they will end up failing. There's, it's customer service for a reason. You are here to help people. And if you aren't going to treat them like people, they won't treat you like yep. people. And I think the same thing I'm hearing over and over again. Serve, be consistent, be honest. Yeah. I think if you want to grow, you just need to choose how you want to grow. Um, and work work towards that way. Like yeah. you, if you want to be the honest realtor, do it. If you want to be the person who makes TikToks, do it. I have two questions for you before we wrap okay. up because we're getting the time stamp. Um, what's it take to be a good mom? What's it take to be a good mom? Um, being there. That's it. Uh, every 
every child needs the mom that they have. So I just, I'm, I'm there. I'm honest. Um, patience is huge. Mm -hmm. I did not have patience before. Practice it daily. I, I still blow up and have anger and everything, but out of all the things I can't control, like the temper tantrums, the screaming, the everything, uh, that is the calmest I ever am because I know it's going to be okay. I just, they freak out. I sit on the ground with them. I come down to their level and just truly knowing that's where you're meant to be and what you're supposed to be doing is the best way to be a mom. Yeah, that's really good. And operating in a way of like, if I could look back on this moment, how would I want myself to act, right? Pull yourself out of it. Sometimes. Yeah, I think that how we react is how they're going to learn. Mm -hmm. So if I yell at them, why would they not yell at me? That's good. Yeah. So if I, if I want them to breathe and calm down when they're freaking out, I have to breathe and calm yeah. down while they're freaking out. So come down to their level is huge. Dang, that's good. Thanks. That's good. All right, Emily, last question I got for you. Okay. If you could go back to your very, very, very first day in real estate, we may have already answered it, but what kind of advice would you give yourself? Knowing what you know now and what you've been through. Make it a priority. Don't expect it to be easy and just work hard. Um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't, it's a big thing. I don't look backwards. It's, it, it's hard. I, I would say if today was my first day in real estate, what would I do now? And I would keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I think just, just work hard, decide who you want to be and be honest to yourself and other people. Yeah. I'm grateful for you and coming on the show. Thank and um, I, one thing I love about you is you always challenge everyone and it makes Thanks. some people uncomfortable and it helps people move forward. And you say the things that are tough. So I appreciate that. And thank I appreciate you. making time today. Thanks for making me do more uncomfortable things. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you guys for watching and supporting the show. If this was of any value to you, I pray and hope that you'll share this. Thank you for being on the show. We'll see you all next thank week. Thank you.